hey, hey, one love. How are we doing today for this wonderful Wednesday? And I must tell you all, it is a wonderful Wednesday for me. You guys, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm such a proud mom. My little man graduated today. I officially have a middle schooler. We made it, y'all. We made it. This year has been interesting. It's been good for him, a little bit frustrating. It's been a little bit on the rocky side. The challenges of working from home and being virtual, although honestly it worked out in his favor, I'd say, because he does pretty well working independently. It's just the distractions of home. Sometimes that would be the thing that's like, okay, just getting out of hand, you know, but other than that, it's been an amazing year. The last day of school for us is for him, us here in Virginia. Wait, well, Petersburg, I'd say, um, Virginia. The last day officially is Friday. Although honestly, I believe they stopped taking attendance, and all the grades were turned in last week. So this week was pretty much just they sat and they talked about going to middle school. What's it going to be like? Um, they talked about like being prepared the teacher gave them i mean he's such a good teacher then they did a little scavenger hunt mario really didn't participate in that he was pretty much asleep the whole day which just he said it's fine <laughs> it was fine so i was like okay um i'm just excited like i can't believe it we're at the end of it and i'm not sure it's in a lot hands what happens with him with next year as far as schooling because his private school contacted us and asked, will we be interested in bringing him back? And I'm like, well, he definitely want to go. And I'm like, okay, father, if it's your will, I ask that you make a way. Um, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen with it. But either way, even if he's in public school, I know it's going to be great. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you this. This is why I'm not worried about wherever he go. Well, first of all, because I trust the creator. But secondly, the one school system that I was so afraid to put him in, but the one that I wanted him in the most was Petersburg. I love the Petersburg curriculum. When they redid it, their whole curriculum, in order to get their school accredited, they did an amazing job. When I tell you the, the challenges is amazing, and my son is very, very intelligent. He need a challenge in order to learn. So I was happy with that, but I feared Honestly, I feared that the environment wouldn't be good for him. His first day of school in Petersburg was last school year. He was in fourth grade. And he didn't, although I did everything that I was supposed to do, they didn't have him on any of the teacher's rosters, even though he was registered for school. Ms. Ragsdale, at the time, she's now Miss Nix. Congratulations again, honey. She just took him on the way. She's like, oh, he's going to be in my class. And when I tell you she's an amazing teacher, she was great. This year he had Mr. Ham, Mr. Hamilton. Mr. Ham was the best male teacher he has ever had. And I feel like Ms. Nix was one of the best female teachers because in his private school, Sister Zatima was awesome also. I felt like she held it down, oh my goodness. But, but this is the difference though. The people at the Petersburg schools, these teachers, Miss Nix and Mr. Hamilton, they 
I'm pretty sure that their salary was not the same as the teachers at the private school. But yet these people gave so much of themselves. And I'm just so impressed because I mean, I mean, truly care about the students. And it's funny because Petersburg always has the worst reputation. It's always something that is, you know, um, looked at so wrong. And I, I think that you can't judge, well, I know you can't judge a book by its cover, but what I love about where I grew up, what I love about where I'm from is we're so resilient. We're gonna get into that in the Rep Your City um, portion of this. I wanna stay focused on this graduation. It was so, I thought it was, it was only 30 minutes and it was so well prepared. And I'm just so proud of my son. I'm proud of my niece and I'm proud of his friends who graduated today. All of the students, they, they looked beautiful. They did their own thing. And I'm so proud of my son because at no matter what, he is always going to be a standout child. Like while all the other kids are in there, uh, you know, their, their shirts and their, he did have on a college shirt, but it was under his jacket and <laughs> he's just always going to stand out. He's not the type of child that you look at him and he blend in. And it, what I love the most is he doesn't try. He doesn't try to stand out. He's just being himself. And I love that he's comfortable in his own skin to do that. I love it so very much. So you guys, I'm such a proud mommy right now. I have a, officially have a sixth grader. So he's going to the National Youth Leadership um, Program. Now, I will let you know when, because during that week, I'm pretty sure I won't be able to air the podcast. He's going to be in DC for a whole week. And during that week, of course, I'm not going to be in Petersburg. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure if I'll be able to air it. I'm not sure, but I believe it's next month, but we'll see. Um, but I'm, I'm so proud of him. I mean, when I tell you words cannot express how proud of my son I am. And, you know, and I just let him know, like you, you, you did an amazing job. He had his days where, of course, he didn't want to um, participate. <laughs> he had his days he didn't want to pretty much do much of anything. However, he held it down. You know, he he did his thing. And I'm proud of all of the students. I don't care what state or what grade, you did your thing. And I'm extremely, extremely proud of you. So, you guys, I had to say that. Let me tell you too about Miss Nix. So she gave my son a card. Um, when he got in the car and tears were just running down my face as he read it to me. And she was just telling him how he was she because like I said he didn't have a class she just took him on her wing and in the card she told him that she, that was one of the best things that she could have done and she said that he was the like oh my goodness y'all I'm welling up now <laughs> she told him that he was the most intelligent um resourceful student that she's ever had you know and she told him to keep being himself and to keep asking questions and that she's so proud of him and 
keep making us proud. And oh, I was like, wow. And again, mind you, this was his fourth grade teacher. Like I never encountered this with any other school system, but Petersburg. And that's the one that I was so scared to put him in. So I'm trying to tell y'all, don't let your fear keep you or your child away from certain things, especially when you feel that there's something beneficial there. I was, I was so, I've been wanting to put him in there for the curriculum, but for years I was afraid because I mean, and to be honest, I believe all things happen as it should, because maybe he wasn't supposed to go there. But I'm so grateful the way things worked out because, if, and this is the thing too, if my life had not been what it was, he would not have, he probably would have never gone to Petersburg. At that time, um, year before last, when he was, when I first enrolled him in the Petersburg City School System, he and I was just, we had just moved back from Richmond. We were staying with my sister. Business um, had, had the very extremely extended slow period why I didn't have any clientele. Um, I had already left Walmart and I hadn't started at the chiropractic office yet. And it was a really, it was a low period in our lives. But I tell you, look up, mm, two years later, look at what God done doing. <sighs> Listen, I cannot express enough my gratitude for the creator for what he's done in our lives and also that he never allowed us to stop. He never allowed us to give up. And I encourage you to do the same. You may be in your down spot right now. You may be at the top wherever you are, anywhere in between. Don't give up. Don't stop. And no matter what it look like, please know that better days are ahead. You just got to look for them and you got to be prepared for them when they come because they are definitely on the way. Um, I, I can't, I can't stress it enough for you guys. I, as I watched my son walk, walk in and, oh my goodness, my baby, my baby. I am extremely, extremely happy for him. Now, of course I'm rooting for him and his friends. Of course, Javion. I was like, what's Javion? <laughs> and we clapping for him too. And I talked to one of the, the parents. She was so upset afterward because her son's father didn't make it in, you know, to see the graduation. And I'm like, it's okay. I understand it's hurtful. I understand, you know, what it's like. But I was like, Mars dad not here at all. You know, at least he he's here, you know. Um, but I think that's just one of those things where it may not be exactly how you want it, but I do believe that when you're grateful for what you have, it makes the biggest difference for what you can get. You know what I mean? Sometimes we we, we don't like the way things are set out and, and sometimes for good reason. You may be absolutely spot on with what you're saying or why you don't like it, but whatever it is that you have, I promise you, if you can appreciate it, if you can just say, okay, well, I can take this or I can take that. And genuinely, I promise you, try it. Genuinely be appreciative. You will be surprised at how many doors that will open for you. I've seen it in my own experience. I've seen it in other people's lives. Sometimes, it can, and the challenge is this, it can be difficult to still be grateful for what you feel like you, you got slighted with, or it can be frustrating to feel like, you are um, not getting 
all that you deserve or all that you should have. But please, please, please take what you get. Apply it the best you can. Be grateful for it. And you will definitely get better. I believe that's what the scripture is talking about where it says if you're faithful over little, he will make you faithful. I mean, you know, you you, you can be faithful over much. He will bless you with much. But you got to be faithful over the little. You have to be appreciative. You have to, you have to... You know, you gotta, you gotta be appreciative. I promise you, it makes a difference. I don't know if y'all can hear all this clanking, y'all. I'm all dressed up today because for my little man graduation. I look kind of cute. I ain't gonna lie, kind of cute, kind of cute. <laughs> oh, listen. So we're gonna go into the black business foods after the graduation. I ran into two of my friends from Walmart, Corey and Veronica. They are a beautiful couple. Been married forever. Um, he makes jewelry. He also makes clothes. And his jewelry is Make Me Jewelry. Express Yourself. Made by Demico. That's D-E-M-E-C-O. Corey can be reached at 804-318-0789. He can also be reached at Corey D. Robertson. That's C-O-R-E-Y. D R O B E R T S O N 171512 at gmail.com. So again, that's Corey D. Robertson 171512 at gmail.com. That's for his make me jewelry. So let me tell you, he had on a tiger's eye onk necklace that was extremely beautiful i'm like how much is that and he told me that his necklaces his jewelry his necklaces range anywhere i think they're from 10 to 30 and the necklace he had on today was 30 which i expected it to be i knew it would be about 30 honestly when i saw it that's how much i was willing to pay for it a good 30 dollars. it was beautiful it had tiger's eye beads all around the necklace and the onk it looked like it had of course, the, like it was, um, had the resin in the shape of an onk and it had the tigers on the inside. Gorgeous. It don't look like he just threw it together. It looked like he took his time with it. Beautiful, beautiful jewelry. Um, let's see. I believe you can, I did not collect. Okay, here it is. Now for his, um, for his jewelry, you can also go to Etsy.com. Type in search. M-M-J-D-E-S-I-G-N-S-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S. That's M-M-J-Designs Creations, okay? You can go there for his, um, and that's at Etsy.com for his jewelry. Now, his clothing line is Kara Clothing. That's K-A-R-A Clothing. Imagine different. Now, the, he can still be reached at 804-318-0789. Now, for the clothing, his email is Kaleem Rashid, that's C-A-L-E-E-M-R-A-S-H-E-E-D, 980003 at gmail.com. Clothing that speaks volume. Designer is Kaleem Rashid. 
and he also does music. So for music, you can go to SoundCloud-K-A-L-E-E-M-R-A-R, I'm sorry, R-A- me, let me do that over. SoundCloud dash K A dash A L E E M dash R A dash A S H E E D dash tracks. So Corey does clothing, music, and jewelry. He also do. He spoke to me about um, advertisement, like um, commercials. He was on commercials, so I'm going to be getting with him for that for some of my businesses. And when I do, I will definitely be showing you all, telling you all about my experiences and boosting him again. So that was the Black Business Boost for today. Corey's Businesses, which is Make Me Jewelry and Kara Clothing and also music at SoundCloud. Okay, you guys. Now we're going to go into the Phenomenal Woman because again, we have to acknowledge these beautiful, beautiful ladies who have helped us in our lives in ways that we may not know. So again, when I look at my son today and I look at watching him graduate and I'm looking at the phenomenal woman that's sitting beside me, which was my mom. And which, you know, birthed me and allowed me to have my son. And I'm like, wow, you know, not taking anything away from men because where would we be without them? Um, my partner will be here to do the phenomenal man, but in the meantime, I'm gonna hold down the woman. Um, is <laughs> it's just that they have contributed so much, and I didn't go over my lady last week. I did Soldier on the Truth and Harriet Tubman. I did not get to my other favorite lady, which is Maya Angelou, and I'm grateful the way it worked out because. I do want to read one of my favorite poems by her, which is Phenomenal Woman. But first, let me give you a little bit of background about this amazingly beautiful woman. I admire her strength. Her name is Maya Angelou, Renaissance woman. Night, she was born in 1928. Now, she did pass away. Um, I don't recall exactly what year. I will tell you in just a second, though. Um, I want to say it was in May 28th of 2014 is when she passed away. So she's now one of our ancestors. But she has left us so much that we can use and be encouraged by. She was born in St. Louis, Missouri. The quote that this book has from her is, I weep a lot. I thank God I laugh a lot too. The main thing in one's own private world is to try to laugh as much as you cry. Beautiful. Maya Angelou was born Margaret, Margaret, Margaret. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I think it was Margaret Johnson. Okay, I messed up already. Maya Angelou, who was born Margaret Johnson, is an, was an author, poet, songwriter, dancer, actress, director, and producer. She's been nominated for a Tony Award for her acting 
a Pulitzer Prize for her poetry, and a National Book Award for her autobiography, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Yet this remarkable art artist suffered a difficult and unhappy childhood. When she was eight years old, she was raped by one of her mother's friends. The man was later killed by a lynch mob. Maya was so traumatized, she did not speak for five years. With the love and support of her grandmother and her brother Bailey, Maya slowly overcame her fear and handicap. At the same time, she sought to express herself in other ways. Although a ferocious reader, Maya also studied modern dance. She danced and acted professionally for 16 years, traveling around the world. She also started writing magazine articles for African publications and songs for blues singer B.B. King. Upon her return to the United States, she wrote, produced, and appeared in many shows for television and stage. Maya is best known for her book, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, in which she describes being black and female in the South during the Depression. The book was made into a television movie and was the first of a five-part series of audio autobiographical books, excuse me y'all, which includes Just Give Me a Cool Drink of Water For I Die and Gather Together in My Name. The idea for her autobiography came during a dinner conversation with some of her friends, including the famous African-American novelist James Baldwin. Among Maya's considerable accomplishments is the fact that she was the first black woman director in Hollywood. Now that I didn't know. Go ahead, Maya. Ever vigilant of and sensitive to the struggles of African-Americans, Maya was found, Maya has found some peace in what she calls her second home in Ghana, West Africa. Since 1981, she has taught a Wake Forest. Mm, since 1981, she has taught at Wake Forest University, where she appointed, well, she was appointed to a lifetime position as the first Reynolds Professor of American Studies. Now, again, see, this is why you always read because you learn something new. I did not know that she was a director, the first African American. Um, what was that? Make sure I get it right. The first Black woman director in Hollywood. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So I also know that, um, so when she was taken advantage of by her mother's friend, it was her uncles who killed him. And this is what I love about her. Her heart is so big. Although, although he did that to her, the reason why she didn't speak for five years because she said her words killed a man and she would never speak again. That was her intention to never talk again because she felt like if she hadn't told anybody, he would still be alive. But yet this man did something to her. Beautiful, beautiful heart. That's a beautiful soul right there. Now, let me read to you. Phenomenal woman. That is a beautiful poem I remember performing it in um in the play in high school thanks to Miss Fareed oh my goodness I cannot wait to tell you about her she's probably going to be the next phenomenal woman I do because I got to go off my favorite first show and she has contributed so much. I've mentioned True before. I've mentioned Miss Fareed. And I'm so excited about having this um, 
when we have the true reunion. But let me stay on focus, I'm on target. So I'm gonna read you Phenomenal Woman in case you have never heard this poem. Is I've, I've seen it performed in different ways, but I've, this is how I feel like it just has to be done. This is Phenomenal Woman by Maya Angelou. Pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. I walk into a room just as cool as you please. And to a man, the fellas stand or fall down to their knees. They swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, it's the fire in my eyes, the flash of my teeth, the swing of my waist, the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. And when I try to show them, they still can't see. I say, it's the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breast, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care. Cause I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. Oh my goodness, that's one of my favorite poems. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite poems by her. And what I love about it is, it's not trying to get a woman to be anything other than who they are. I love the fact that she has accepted everything about herself in that poem. And when you read that poem, there's no way that you cannot feel grateful to be in the skin that you're in because you are a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That is we. That's who we are, y'all. And I love, like I said, I love the fact that no matter what your size is, love yourself. No matter what you look like on the outside, love yourself. Because who you are on the inside is what gives you the grace that forms this outside. And when you know who you are on the inside, especially when that is tapped into the creator of all things, then there's nothing that you're missing and there's nothing that you're lacking. So why wouldn't you love every single thing about yourself? There is no other you. And one thing I love about her is she knew who she was. Not, not, I feel, I believe all of these women did, but I feel like, you know, she, she, like, like, she was sensitive to the struggles of African Americans. She didn't just get successful and then just forget about them. It's just like Harriet Tubman and just like Sojourner Truth. They believed in unremitting unity, which is the you of truth, which is why Miss Reed is going to be the next lady that we go talk about. And um, 
she's gonna have to have a it will be next week when we do miss Fareed because it's so much i have to say about her i have so many beautiful experiences but just like maya angelou and soldier on the truth and harriet tubman the group that we formed with true again i have let me reiterate what the true was t-r-r-u T, teaching to transform the mind, who will aura, first R, raise a more healthy nation, who will, second aura, rise to success with you, unremitting unity. And I remember the day we put that together. I remember the day we formed the name. Miss Marie taught us so much. And what, again, what I love about all of these women is that unremitting unity they didn't just do better for themselves and then move on they always left the trail they always left some information they always tried to lead other women other of other more of us okay try to lead us out and that's what i will to do you know i believe that like i believe this is how we be fishermen and men not only in a spiritual sense but also in the physical, mental, emotional, social, financial. We leave breadcrumbs. We don't just go to do better on our own and then leave everybody else behind. You guys, this is the end for the first segment and I will see you in the second half. You guys, I have enjoyed talking to you as usual. See you guys in the next segment. Hey, 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 one love. Thank you guys for joining me in the second portion of the Wonderful Wednesdays podcast, which is a part of the Singaporean support group, One Love. You guys, we just finished talking about phenomenal women and we did a black business booze and we talked about Mari's graduation. So I want to say this, okay, as we go into this um, second portion of the podcast, you guys, again, kudos, congratulations, hats off, shout out to everybody who's moving forward this year. I'm going to start out with the students, but I also mean to you, to your parents, to your teachers who have invested, who have encouraged, who have disciplined, who have reared and leaned and taught these children, whether you're a guardian, whether you are an aunt or uncle, a grandparent, um, just or even just a friend, you guys, we determine our future by encouraging our youth, you know, by moving them on, by making sure that they are not left behind. And you never know the impact that you have on somebody's life. So I respect you and I thank you so much. Our future generations is in our hands when we look at our youth and we do the best by them. So please encourage, please continue to encourage, please continue to support, please continue to rear. We cannot let them go on their own, y'all. We can't let them just do what they want to do because they don't know what's best for them. We can't just let them, leave them to, to just, you know, be in the world and try to figure it out on their own because that's not fair for them and they don't deserve it. They deserve to have someone to let them know that they love them enough that they are loved enough, should I say, to that that they would rather see you unhappy. Like, say for instance, I feel like we have to continue to let the youth know 
that they are loved so much so that I would rather you be upset with me because I discipline you than to let you walk on in the way in which you're going. Because I know that later on down the road, that's not going to be good for you. You might be upset with me now, but you're going to appreciate it. And you're definitely going to, you know, you're going to be able to to take it um, and, and move forward. So I thank you. Um, I, I thank you all. And I'm so proud of us as parents. I'm so proud of the children. And I just, I can't, I can't thank you all enough, you guys. Just please don't give up. It's not always easy. Trust me, I know, especially if you're doing it by yourself. And that's the point of this single parent support group, y'all. You're not alone. You are not the only person struggling. Now, let me tell you this too, because again, I know, I know I mentioned this before. When I say that you're not the only person alone, I'm not saying that to say, because I hate when people tell me that. And hey, you ain't the only one. I never said I was the only one. All I'm saying is that we're in this together. All I'm saying is that you're not struggling alone. Please appreciate whatever help you have, even if it's not, you know, if it's not what you would think you would like to have. I mean, it may not be much. I'm somebody who don't have much, but I do appreciate the small things and they make a big difference. If that's all you have, then please know that that's really all you need. And you have everything else you need within you. Your creator has given it to you. And when you feel like you don't have it, then you tap into him for the rest. I promise you got it. Just keep doing what you're doing, y'all. I see the changes in this youth. And it is not, it's not just by the grace of themselves. You know, it's by the grace of God and it's by the help and the strength that they see in you. So we just got to keep moving forward. So please keep encouraging our babies. Let's keep them learning. Let's keep them growing. We got to keep them informed about our past so that they can have a better future. And we cannot let the school system be the only things that's teaching our babies. That's one mistake that I don't want us to continue to make. And I do believe that things are turning. And like I said, like I'm seeing so much more people um, with the stones and with the African-American knowledge. I don't see as much as the Native American knowledge in which I'm still looking for myself because I desire to know my Native American heritage. I'm still looking forward. When I find it, please believe. I'm going to have some of that on here too. Um, but I'm not going to give up. So I just had to say that I wanted to encourage you all. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep it moving. Now, as we keep it moving, <laughs> I want to go into a little bit of relationship talk. Okay. So my co-pilot and I had this, this little discussion um, he sent me this video and his man was talking a whole lot of trash, y'all. A whole lot of trash. And I say trash because he wasn't wrong in everything that he was saying. Actually, he wasn't wrong in a good a good amount of what he was saying. But I think he had a few things just a little bit twisted. And I, in my opinion now, this is all about my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying he wrong. But I am saying that I think that men have forgotten the fact that they are supposed to be the head. You know what I mean? The head does not mean that you are a tyrant. The head does not mean that you are the only one that matters or the only one with an opinion that stands. The head simply means that you are the person to go first. Meaning, 
You should be the first to be humble. You should be the first to be respectful. You should be the first to be polite. You should be the first to take care of those who are under you. Now, I believe that in connection with the scripture, um, you know, when you, if you know exactly what the scripture outlined a man to be, and if you know that to whom much is given, much is required, then in essence, you will not be the type of man that is selfish and inconsiderate. Now, with that being said, a man who has taken his proper role First of all, um, the woman has no other choice. She has no other choice but to do the same when she's dealing with a man who has taken on his role properly. So the guy that I'm speaking about, um, what my co-pilot sent me, I would listen. When I tell you, he stirred up a lot in me, boy. Um, <laughs> like I said, he wasn't wrong in everything that he was saying. But there were quite a few things that he brought up that I felt like was just a little bit misguided. So, um, which led me to think about how we, um, like, so he was talking, matter of fact, this is a question. This is the question I wanted to know with the relationship talk. What do you feel the, what do you feel the best friend's place is in a relationship? The man's best friend as well as the woman's best friend because this was part of his issue where with his baby mom and i didn't i, I didn't get a chance to check out all of it this was a two-hour thing i probably got into the first 30 minutes or so before i had to just break down and like get at my co-pilot like oh my goodness it just seemed like what the world are you talking about <laughs> but um his problem and i do see this in a way mainly from the woman perspective <clears throat> Which I, I feel like is dead wrong when they do it this way. Where the best friend has become the thing that overshadows her man. And I'm like, well, your best friend wanted in a room when you got this baby. Or uh, well, hopefully not. I don't know because sometimes that happens also. But at the end of the day, there's not the person that you are desiring to be with. Potentially spend your life with. So it's like you. we have to have all things in order. Now, I have encountered some people who are in relationship with men where their best friend takes over too. It's like, well, I got to be with my boy. Blah, blah, blah. But your boy is not who you go to when you want certain things. So it's like that should tell you right there that everything should have a balance. Some things got to be kept in perspective. So I feel like, ladies, if you are in a relationship with somebody and you could very well have a good dude, now, if you don't have a good dude, your best friend got nothing to do with that either. You need to not be with him. If he's not treating you correctly, if he's if there's a problem, you don't just add to the problem by you also doing something wrong or inappropriate. You just simply know your worth and let it go because it does not deserve you. And that goes both ways. I'm not just talking to the woman. But guys, if you are dealing with a woman, who has decided that her best friend is all she's got. Think about this, you guys. Now, he was very highly heated because of the fact that he said he had chilled with his lady and then the girl, she on the phone with her best friend every time he turned around her best friend, best friend, best friend. Think about this. When you guys have decided that you're not gonna be there with us, if you're not gonna be around, you're not gonna go to doctor's visits, you're not gonna do anything to support the woman, who do you think is there the best friend? It's not only the best friend that's helping buy pampers, that's babysitting so she can go to work, 
or that's being that support that she can lean on when you decide you're not going to be there. So don't get me wrong. I understand how some women have decided that they're going to get their support system together first. The only thing about that is if you're going to get your support system together first, then maybe you are planning your own demise in a sense, because like if you're setting it up so that she can already be there, then you have already written him off. And that's not always correct. If he have not shown you in any other way or for any other reason that he's not going to be there, then to write him off is to be wrong. Okay. Now, in, in this man's opinion, he said that women contribute more to the home being broken up than men. That I cannot agree with. I cannot disagree um, with certain statistics because I don't know the, the statistics to say that women or men do it more, but I don't agree that women or men do it more. I feel that it's done equally just in different ways because I can't say that the woman don't run him off with her foolishness. And I can't say that the man has truly desired to be there no matter what. So I feel like it's a two-way street either way it go. So, um, so again, I feel like, the, yeah, the best friend, she, she shouldn't take precedence, um, or a best friend, he or she, whatever maybe is for the male and female, as far as this relationship goes, um, she, she, she can't the he or she, the, that best friend, whoever fill that best friend role, they shouldn't take precedence to the person that you're with because it's really illogical and you cause a whole lot of problems. And this is another thing that he said that um, kind of had me tripping. He said, society has told women that men ain't ish, they ain't gonna be ish, they ain't about ish. And I'm thinking to myself, society told them that? Society? Or was it the men themselves with the actions? The same way, I don't believe society told men that women full of crap and that they ain't gonna do nothing because it's women in their actions that have told them that. So, and please believe, when I do get my co-pilot on here, we gonna cover this. By then, we will have both, you know, looked at it already and everything and, um, you know, listen to the whole thing to know um, exactly what he's saying. But we're going to cover this again. That's why I don't want to go into too much detail about it right at this moment. But I thought that was so interesting. And in the meantime, you guys, think about this. Let's not treat our spouses in ways or our relationship partners in ways that we don't want to be treated ourselves. Nobody likes to be overlooked or feel like they don't matter when it comes down to the person that they feel is, you know, the next in line. Whoever your best friend is, don't put them in front of your partner. Okay. Because your partner is the one, if you allow, they very well could be there. Now, and I say very well because I don't have a partner to say myself. And it seems that the people that I think will be good for me, they never really turn out to be good for me. They always disappear for whatever reason. And then the people that, that do want to be there, they don't really come with nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what, what's up with that. But I have settled into the comfort of where I am and I'm grateful for it. So I can't complain. I can't say this though. I thank God that I'm feeling better. But when I felt down, like this last week, so I told y'all I fainted last week, right? Um, and that was so funny to me. I'm laughing about it. It was such a joke up until Thursday of last week, which was the next day, and I couldn't get myself together. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That Sunday, I was no Monday. 
of this week. Monday and Tuesday was not pretty days for me. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, okay, I, I can't get it together. But by then, it's like my body was missing something. And I'm like trying to figure out what it could be, trying to get myself together. And I, it was during that time that I was like, yo, I need help. I'm like, man, I don't know if I can handle this on my own, what my day and what my life consists of. Because it is a lot, and it's a lot for one person. But I feel like I handled it pretty well. It's just that when I go down, I'm like, wow. Like, okay, I do need some assistance. And my life will have it. My life will have it to where, uh, of course, that's when you really get to see who's in your corner. And the people that I think are my friends, the people who seem to always be able to call on me and need me are the same ones that they don't really be in a place where they can offer me any type of assistance when I need them. And I don't feel angry. I don't feel frustrated. It is a little bit hurtful, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. So I feel that the only thing that I can do is accept it. Now, if I decide that I'm still going to be your friend or close to you, whatever, when I know that when I need you, you won't be there, then I couldn't really be too upset when it happens again. But if I decide that this is not what I thought it was and I just have to accept it for what it is and I can still love you and know that we are definitely not um, the best acquaintances, maybe, if it's not an equal two-way street, then... I don't want to set myself up for failure and heartache when I'm looking for someone to be there for me that, that they're not. And I don't do things for people in order to get something back. So I don't feel like, well, I did this and I did that and you called on me and I was here for you because if you're my friend, that's what I'm going to do. I won't allow myself to be any other type of friend except for one that can actually be there for someone. So... I don't feel like they should have done it back because it wasn't done to get something done back, but it was done because I care for you. And that's the thing that, that hurt my feelings about it. It's like, wow, maybe you don't care for me like I care for you. And if that's the case, what are you going to do about it? You can't be mad. You got to respect the person's wishes. You won't try to make them love you. <laughs> like, No, it doesn't work that way. So I'm not angry, but I do feel like my circle has gotten a little smaller and it's comfortable. It's cozy. So again, I got to say praise be to Allah, y'all. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. And I, so let me tell you what I had to do. So I, after the first couple of days, I'm like, I'm like, I don't feel right. I didn't really have much energy. And I'm like, well, maybe it takes some time to recover after you faint. Then I start feeling like, like it's something missing. Like my, I knew that my body needed something, but I didn't exactly know what it needed so I started thinking 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 and I'm like wow now I was eating I had started eating more beef um because I had been working out and Miss Mary she's so sweet she had been giving me like she gave me some beef ribs oh my goodness almost some banging beef ribs I'm gonna get some more but I hooked them janks up and then she often cooked beef ribs and every time she cooked she shared so I have been eating a lot of beef in different ways. But this particular week, um, last week, I don't think I did eat much beef. 
And like I said, I went outside, I thought I worked out, went to the garden, didn't eat or drink anything. And then it wasn't up until yesterday when I realized, like, I think I need iron and protein. I think I need beef. So last night, I, we got Chipotle and I got some baboca. And I felt so much better. Today, I feel better. I'm about to have some again. Once this is over, I'm going to replenish. Talking to Ms. Murray this morning, she asked what my blood type was. And I told her, she's like, oh, yeah, you definitely need more beef. That's why I consume a lot of beef. And I was like, oh, wow, that makes sense. I'm like, that's why I feel so much better now. So, you guys, I knew it. Privy to a lot. I asked him to show me what I needed, and he did. So, I am feeling so much better. I feel back to my old self. But I tell you what, when I felt down, I mean, I felt down. It felt as if I could feel the life leaving my body. So, what I did, I'm like, I got to get this stuff in order. In the event that the creator decided to take me away, I don't want to have anything left unfinished to where it can't continue on or to where you know my son is not properly handled so i'm in the process of making sure i told you know i have a will but it's 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 not um it's not physically written out which i think i did years ago but i want to redo it now that business is different and things are a lot different than what it used to be um i want to make sure that my assets are secured to the point where my son will be properly taken care of and that's important. And when I talked to my little man about certain things, he like, why are we talking about this? I said, honestly, baby, death is a part of life. It's a part of life. So I don't think it, I, I don't want him. I don't want it to be something that he's afraid of. I don't want it to be a topic that he feel that he can't think about or talk about because it is a part of life. And I told him that the creator didn't design us to be, he didn't, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. And with that, we do things to make sure that things are in order. So if you don't have your will together, if you have children, even if you have businesses, let's let's think about that. Let's make sure that in the event that the creator decides that your time is over, that you can go in peace, knowing that you left everything laid out. And yes, your children are going to miss you, but that they'll be okay. You know what I mean? And every day I pray for my son that in the event that I'm not here, that he's always put in a place to have exactly what he needs mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, socially. And I know that there is no God greater than the one I serve. So I know that that's exactly what he's going to do. So again, you guys, let's not be afraid to covering that, of, of covering that topic. We cannot think that if we don't talk about it, it'll be out of sight, out of mind. You know, we have to make sure that our babies are taken care of, our family is taken care of. And whatever you have worked this long, this hard for, you don't want it to just go to nothing, right? Now, at the end of the day, we do know that once it's all said and done, none of this is going to matter. But in the meantime, yeah, let's get it straight, okay? So, the last um, topic that we are going to go into is Rep Yo City. Okay, so I'm repping Petersburg. That's where I'm from. Now, what I decided to do is, um, you know how they have the little the little um, plaques around your city or wherever you live that give you information on this on whatever it is but it's a it's to commemorate or memorialize 
whatever it is about your city, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. So I do have one that I want to talk about. It's the only one that I've gotten so far, which is good. So I'm only going to do one as uh, an episode. But I want to talk about Petersburg because it's always looked at in such a negative light. And all the positive things I've seen that have fallen to the wayside. It seemed like we you, you never hear anything good about Petersburg. You don't know. A lot of people don't seem to know that Petersburg has contributed to a lot. There's a lot of great people who have come out of Petersburg. And this was actually once bigger than Richmond, which is the capital of Virginia. You know, so I think it's important, whatever city you're from, regardless to what your repu- repu- what, well, regardless to what the reputation is of that city, you got to rep it. You got to represent it and let it be in the best light as possible because if that's where you're from, then that's just where you're from. Like I said, I grew up in the heart of Fifth Ward, corner Hinton South. That's right. That's right. I'm not a product of my environment, but I am proud of where I came from because it contributed to who I am. It, it made me, my sister, my brother, very hard workers. You know, that and the way in which we grew up, we didn't have material things. We grew up poor. And I'm grateful because we are so resilient and resourceful. Very rarely will you see us crying over spoiled milk, but you will see us finding a way. So in the light of that, I don't know what the QA stands for. I got to figure that out. And if you know, let me know. But this one is 31. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to scour Petersburg and I'm going to see if I can find all of them this one is 31 so maybe there's a 30 and a 29 on down to one i will let you know so this one is bishop Payne divinity school the bishop and this is on um if you may if you are familiar with petersburg at all this is on halifax street right um darn i can't think of the name of that other street but the Bishop Payne Divinity School began here in 1878 at the St. Stephen's Episcopal Church Normal and Industrial School. For 71 years, it prepared black men for the ministry in the church. Giles B. Cook, he lived from 1838 to 1937. Headed the vocation, uh, yeah, headed the vocational school and helped develop the Divinity School. In 1884, the school was named after the Reverend, I don't know what RT stands for, but RT Reverend John Payne, the first bishop of Liberia. Prominent students included James Solomon Russell, who lived from 1857 to 1935. He founded St. Paul's College in Lawrenceville and George Freeman Bragg Jr who lived from 1853 to 1940. He became a priest and civil rights advocate. In 1949, the school merged with the Virginia Theological Seminary in Alexandria. So that's just a little bit of information about where I'm from, the beautiful, lovely Petersburg. Of course, we need to make a lot of changes. Of course, there's still a lot of people killing each other and It's a lot of foolishness going on, but that does not change the fact that we are who we are and we are people who, and I don't mean just Petersburg, but as a whole, we are who we are. We're people who've been through some things who really just need to know where, where we, where, 
where we've come from so we can see where we're going. You know, it's, it's you have a much clearer picture of your present when you look back into the past because then you can understand a lot more. You understand that you can do better. You can make different changes. So you guys, I'm going to leave off there. And I want to say again, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been such an amazing day. Last week was a crazy day. This week was a better, uh, oh, an amazing day. It's truly been a wonderful Wednesday. And I'm so extremely, so grateful. Um, Like I said, I was feeling down the last couple of days. I thank God that my mom was able to come and help me. She was able to come to Mars graduation. She's the most amazing mom in the world. I know we all feel like that about our parents. Oh, yes, let me tell you real quick before I go. So one of the days I didn't feel good, um, Mari made me this, this little letter. And it says, for the mom in the world, supposed to be best mom in the world. He put little stars. <laughs> he told me, I'm trying to draw a star, couldn't draw them, but he, he drew some cute little stars on here. It's stuff like this, you guys, that I don't, I don't think that we acknowledge enough, you know, to let the children know how much we appreciate it. I promise you, if you're having a problem with your child, try it out. Every child is different, but let them know how much they can help you. Let them know how much they have helped you. Let them know how much you appreciate them. Show them some gratitude and some appreciation. And I'm, I promise you, you will begin to see some changes. It's just that no one likes to always hear how wrong they are, how bad they are, how much they didn't do right. Show them the things that they've done right and then move them forward in a bit, you know, differently. It's like, hey, like what I do with my son. I'm like, hey, I see that you start bringing your dishes up and I'm proud of you. Yay, I need you to keep doing that. Now, I need you to also put them in a the dishwasher, you know? Or, you know, I see that you got, you see you just got the trash more days last week. Let's, you know, continue these days. It's, it's so much that we can do. And again, like I said, when I was trying to get him to encourage him to earn his allowance, he really didn't, it really didn't, you know, get as much a reaction out of him for him to just earn it. But when I told him how much it helped me for him to do certain things, and when I told him that I'm going to pay him in advance because I trusted him to keep on working, he didn't want to let me down. So it's different things that we can try with our children, but we just got to keep trying. We just got to keep learning them. We got to keep encouraging them. We got to keep letting them know what the past is and you know, the information and the encouragement, the support that they have that's around them. We just got to make them aware, okay? Hey, guys, please support Corey's business if you get a chance and every other business that we have boosted on here. Don't forget to rep your city. Know where you're from so you can know where you're going. And thank you all for all of the positivity, for all the students that graduated, for all the parents that helped them get there, all the teachers and everyone else involved in the school system and the families in the lives of these children. It's, <laughs> I thank the creator for all of you. Great day, beautiful people.